I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, good day, everyone, and welcome to All Talk with uh, Chase and Mike. Jeez, I tell you what, it feels like it's been a really, really, really long time. In fact, Mike Minogue, the last podcast we did was in a car in the upper hut in two degrees yeah. uh, with people falling over like flies um, before we got pulled off and uh, out of the car by the third day. Did you? No, I never got pulled off. No, didn't you? No, we no. got pululled over by the third AD, oh, yeah. and he said, "Come on, fellas, it's time to go back to work, suggesting I might add that what we were, what we were actually doing wasn't work, Mike. I took great offense at that. Yeah, no, he's got a real attitude, that guy. Uh, yeah, so we went from two degrees in Wellington. now we're in about one degree in Auckland. Yeah, um, bit of a cold snap, you guys might have heard about it. And um, yeah, and we're finally back on the pod, and it has been a long time. And haven't we felt bad about it? James? Yeah, we've felt really bad about it because we know we've got some uh, loyal listeners out there, and we deeply, deeply, deeply apologise for all the sort of shenanigans that have been going on. But I tell you what, Mike Minogue, there's a hell of a lot going on at the moment, and uh, maybe one or two announcements that we've got to make this afternoon for our uh, for our final podcast. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, we have been getting some lovely, lovely messages um, from people, um, sort of along the line of, uh, oh, what do we got here? I think we've got one here that might say, uh, get your shit together. Yeah, which I think is a fair point. Yeah, no, it was a good one. And um, I, I didn't feel, I felt like, you know, our shit was all over the place. Yeah. You know, so he's right, and we need to get it back together. Yeah, yeah, all our shit in one place. All our shit, just scoop it all up and just yeah. press it into one firm little package again. But in our defence, though, to be fair, as we said, uh, there's been a lot going on. Of course, you've you've just recently finished your final season, I believe, of uh, yeah. Wellington Paranormal. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's another show coming out t- today, in fact, uh, Mike, and would you like to t- uh, tell the listeners all about that? Mate? Well, yeah, I mean, we've got a show, it's called... Uh, it's out on, uh, this is potentially going to come out on Thursday. We haven't spoken to our producer about this uh, podcast. Coming out on a different day than usual. So Talkback is out on TVNZ On Demand. It's six episodes, which uh, it's a show that Jason and I, we, we've created this together, haven't we, mate? Yeah, we did, yeah. We wrote the show together. We sat down about 16 months ago and we said, let's make a TV show. And um, Just so, like that. Yeah, piece of piss. So we sat down and wrote that and then we've just been absolutely caning ourselves ever since. And uh, it's finally out, and um, it is the story of behind the scenes of New Zealand's leading right-wing talkback host. Yes. Played by Jason Hoyt. Yes. I play his inept uh, executive and best friend, Steve. Yes. Steve Menzies, no relationship to the uh, the rugby league player. And we've got other cast in there. We've got your Jeanette McDonald. Legend. Uh, we've got your Morgana O'Reilly. Brilliant. Uh, Liv Tennant. Superb. Milo Cawthorn. Amazing. Simon Prath. <laughs> 
So good. And, and that's your core cast. And then outside of that, we've got our guests like Hilary Barry, Stan Walker, and and uh, Jason Gunn. Yeah, uh, and, of course, uh, David Delatour. David Delatour. David I forgot Delatour. about David Delatour and Rhino Kane's in there. It's a hell of a cast. Yeah, it's brilliant, mate. And uh, we were very lucky to get such a great cast together. But it has been a process, and, and it's um, literally been released today. And I tell you what, I liken it to giving birth. That's, that's right. That's, that's how I feel. And I, I now understand what a woman feels when she gives birth to a child. Now that it's out there in the public arena, yeah. it's a tremendously satisfying feeling, Mike. It is. And, but you're just glad it's all over. I also know what it feels like to be a woman because, um, as you know, Jace, we're working you know, pretty hard on reaching all our deadlines for this show. And Well, you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you've done the hard work during shoot, learning eight trillion lines. Uh, and so when we were doing Wellington Paranormal, which you were also in. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was working nights on that and then during the day sort of working on uh, the post-production on Talkback. And it's quite stressful. Not a yes. lot of sleep. So seven days a week I was doing Talkback and five days a week doing uh, Paranormal. And then literally two hours after I finished shooting Paranormal, came home. Uh, to the place we're renting down in Wellington. Within two hours, I was in hospital. Yeah. Um, trying to dislodge a, a kidney stone, which they say is as painful or more painful than giving birth. It's an absolute son of a bitch, mate. It really uh, is. I've heard horrendous horror stories about the old uh, kidney stones when they're passing those sharp little stones passing through the yeah. veins and the tubes and so forth. It is excruciatingly painful. Did they pump you full of the good stuff? Well, they did, thankfully, and that sort of almost makes it all um, all enjoyable enough. Like the first night I got down there, I mean, I was trying to enjoy the end of the show, and then I, I, pain came on, and I just took myself up to the bedroom. I thought, oh, what is this? I'm just mm, going to take mm. myself away from prying eyes. And then, uh, no, this is getting really, really <laughs> intense. So I cried out to my wife. I said, I uh, think we better go to the hospital. And uh, as we went down the lift to the garage, I, I said, look, I think we should probably make this an ambulance situation. Right, okay. So, wow. Yeah, yeah, so I went out onto the footpath where I was down on my knees. Can I, can I just stop you there? What was going through your mind? Were you uh, thinking some kind of, <laughs> some kind of um, elderly kind of scenario? My heart's giving out, but obviously it was ripping through your kidneys at that point? Well, it, what it does is it goes from the kidneys, and I've just been showing my daughter some headstands that I can do, and um, that's probably pumped it down through to one of the pipes. And what it does, it goes from the kidney, travels across to the ureter, which I'd never heard of before. Oh, really? Which I understand is a muscle um, that goes from either kidney across to your bladder, and then Ooh, your bladder, yeah. your bladder yeah. exit is the ureth- urethra. Thra. Yeah. Um, so the ureter is is sort of a muscle which massages the stone through. So obviously, as it's doing its massaging, you just you're getting cane. So you're getting ripped. My to first thought is I'm dying. Yeah. There's a hundred percent. I'm dying. Yeah. Um, because you just don't know what it is. It's not like I went, oh, this is kidney. This is a kidney stone. Yeah. This yeah. is I'm dying. What the fuck's happening? Yes. Get me to the hospital now. So then we're out on the footpath there. The missus is talking to the uh, talking to the uh, ambulance. Yes. Dispatch. One one one. She called. And after sort of about six or seven minutes of talking to them, um, the diagnosis came back from the person who, as far as I'm concerned, is just someone that answers the phone. Said, ah, oh, no, you guys can drive. Doesn't sound bad enough. Right. So they literally would not send an ambulance out. 
Okay, so you're standing out on the pavement for six, seven, seven minutes. minutes. And doubled, not standing, in, doubled in, in over. agony. Absolutely. And they agony. said no. No, so I could have just taken the car in the first. So then we have to go back into the building now, down to the car park, get the car and drive. Yeah. But what was really good was that it was um, the nurse's strike was on. Oh, great. So I went in there and rather than being uh, emergency department, um, had a chat to the guy behind the counter. I'm struggling to remain polite at this stage as he's asking me my address. Yes. I said, I can tell you where the pain is, motherfucker. <laughs> um, and generally you get sent through, or generally you'd be in the waiting room for the rest of your life. Um, but because it was about two in the afternoon, it wasn't too heavy. You know, it wasn't a lot of people there. It was a Wednesday, so people hadn't started drinking yet. Yeah. Um, but then went straight through the door, saw a doctor, He rather than a nurse, so the doctors had to step up and fill the gap. Uh, he diagnosed me within about 30 seconds and he had me on the gear within about 10 minutes. Nice. Which was great. Brilliant. Uh, but I was in there overnight and they were just pumping. I was just like, give me, me the more. Drugs. Yeah. Did you have the little button thing? No, nah, they, they wouldn't give the, me oh, that. They could, there's something about me they could see that yeah, they could no, see no, I'd be we, pretty keen on We won't on let it. him be in charge of that. Isn't it amazing though, um, and it's happened to me before, not kidney stones, I won't say that I've ever had kidney stones, but when you're involved in a high-intensity activity like Wellington Paranormal, mm. you know, and you go hard out, and as you say, you're working vigorously on talkback as well, and when it all shuts down, yeah. your body falls apart. Yeah. I, I remember doing theatre shows and going hard out for ages, yeah. and as soon as that final curtain dropped, your your body just completely falls apart on you. Absolutely right. So, you, so your body is just holding off. It'll go, okay, I'll give him this last performance, and then I'm going to rip the shit out of it. Exactly right. And your body can almost see the, can actually see the finish line as well. So yes. you start breaking down in sort of the last week. It's like when you're in the car and you're dying to get home because you need to do a poo. Yeah. Uh, Usually or, wheeze or, or for a me. Wee. But yeah. yeah. And then you, as you're coming down the hallway, you start unbuckling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unbuckle your belt. Start taking taking old mate out. Even you know you're halfway down the hallway. Could go wrong for you, depending on um, what house guests you've got around. But you are absolutely busting, and if if that toilet was another two miles away, your body would be able to hold out for yes. that extra little bit longer. Well, you hope so. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but it's it's the same same with doing these big jobs. I remember being on um, sort of like Avatar and those sorts of jobs where you're doing 100 hours a week, yeah. or 80, 90, 100 hours. Never, ever plan a holiday for the first week after you finish work, yeah, because I'm guaranteed you're going to have a flu or something. Well, it's funny, actually, because one of my girls at the moment is working on a production, and, mate, the hours they work, you know, she's out of the house by 6 in the morning. Yeah, man. She's not home till 7, 8, sometimes 9 at night. Yeah. Um, they really hoe into it, don't they? Totally. Well, I'm, but you're fully recovered, yes? Well, I'm brand new now, those mate. Those babies I, have passed I, I, through I, I your, your in, I went in for that first one, and uh, that first night, I was in there overnight, lovely time, uh, went home the next day and I was back in there the next night because the pain was that bad. They gave me three lots of morphine within about 15 minutes oh, and, yeah. it, and it did nothing. Wow. Absolutely nothing. Um, so they gave me something else that seemed to do the trick. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't recommend it. Um, no. But it certainly made me chill out for a few days. Yeah, good call. Yeah, 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 good call, yeah, mate. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back in fine fettle. Um, also, another announcement that we've got to make today, Mike, which is uh, pretty exciting news uh, for both of us and for all you listeners out there. Hopefully, uh, we're about to embark on a radio show, uh, Radio Hodaki uh, Drive the Big Show with Mike Minogue and Jason Hoyt, which starts on the uh, 12th of July, so a week and a half away from yeah. this date here. And, mate, 
should be a lot of fun. We love to chat. Pretty exciting, isn't it? So we've been doing this podcast and, um, you know, hasn't it been great? And now we get to um, to do it f- five days a week. And, you know, some of you more um, sarky, miserable listeners out there will be going, well, you guys can't even do one show a week. Yeah. So how are you going to do five a week? I and mean, t- to be fair, it's a good question. Yeah. Um, we're going to find out. That has a lot to do with contracts and things like that. Um, That's right. And, and money. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I find that they um, – they really help you get along. But now the interesting thing is the Radio Hodaki Drive uh, with Jason, Mike, the big show, starting on the 12th of July. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you tune in from four to seven uh, uh, yeah, weekdays. Man. Yeah, weekdays. And so yep. we'll be cracking into that and bringing you heaps of quality radio. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah, mate. So, as you, so as you can hear, um, there's been a lot going on. It has. Um, and, we haven't been um, doing nothing. We haven't just been sitting around going, no, nah, I can't be bothered doing the podcast. Because yeah, I, love, I love this podcast. The, oh, the podcast is great. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's get into it. Uh, yeah. Because we've got a lot of letters to get through. And let's start off with a bit of acting chat with yeah. Jason Mike. Cut. Let's go again, please. One more time. Jason Mike bring you acting chat. Jace Mike, as to esteemed broadcasters, what is your advice for someone who wants to get into broadcasting or voice acting, but does not know where to begin? Yours sincerely, Patrick. I think that was over the Instagram. Or oh, it might have been the email. Yeah, okay. Um, great question. Yeah, it is a great question. Well, from, I mean, Jace, you've been doing it for quite a while now in one form or another. Yeah. Um, and from, from my point of view, it was blind luck, really. Um sort of getting involved with the ACC. Yeah. You know? Um, and I can't even remember how that happened, actually. I remember it was with a, on a Bangladesh thing. And I sort of was invited along because I guess I had a bit of a profile with Wellington Paranormal. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, so I guess I thought maybe that would bring along a different audience. But So I guess, I mean, from my point of view, if you get yourself, um, get Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi to make a TV show that you'll be a lead actor in. Yeah, that would definitely help. That, um, then you might be able to get to know somebody in radio who will say, oh, do you want to come along and commentate sports? Such and such, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's well, probably the, the easiest road. But but in all uh, seriousness, that's often how it works. It's, mm. it's connections. And, you know, in terms of um, my uh, voice acting and, and so forth, I initially got an agent, of course, as you do for, for your acting, and, and my agent had a sort of co-junct kind of sideline, which was voiceovers. And yeah. she said, would you like to be part of doing voiceovers? And I said, yep. And it's one of those things that um, once you start doing it, people get to know your voice. People yeah. start asking for you and stuff, yeah. and, it, and it grows from there. Uh, I'd be interested, was it Patrick? Yeah. Uh, what kind of voice you've got? You this know? is key, because you Jace, know. obviously, you've got a special kind of voice. Uh, and one of, New Zealand, voice. one of New Zealand's great voices. And so it's all well and good to say you want to do, you know, you want to do voice work. But if you sound like, a, you know, if your voice is sort of reminiscent of a couple of cats fucking in an alleyway. Yeah. Ooh, tough sell. Or you've been sucking on a helium balloon. Yeah, that's right. Or high-pitched. Um, you know, or you can't read. Mind you, having said that, I mean, there is there is always... Um, There's room for character yeah, stuff. Yeah, character stuff, quirky kind of voices. In, in fact, you know, if you look at adverts nowadays on television, yeah. they're all cast with quirky characters. Yeah, I know, it's disgusting. You don't, you don't get your straight, good-looking man like yourself yeah. so much anymore. Yeah. Well, you know. It's your kind of wacky, yeah. zany-looking dudes that yeah. all, all women... Freak shows. Freak shows that get those sort of jobs. Um, but that's how I got into it, and in terms of that, and, the, and 
radio for me was actually through the ACC. Yeah. Um, and I and I spoke to Mike Lane, who was the head of uh, the ACC and worked in radio, and I said, Lane. Give us a go. Give us a go in radio, mate. And he said, all right, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. And so I got together with Lee Hart, and we yeah. smashed some shit out. Boom, boom, boom. And then bang. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really – what. But but having said that, I mean, particularly in this day and age, which wasn't around when I first started, do a podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, podcasting, um, well, that's really been the ticket for me. I mean, I've got no right having a radio show. I mean, there's people that go to broadcasting school and, you know, uh, but they've just chucked me in because I'm old, uh, I guess. And so, yeah, so get a podcast like Jason and I did and then uh, get to a point where you get a radio show and then, uh, you know. Go from there. Yeah, see how it goes. Uh, broadcasting school is a good one, though. I mean, that's generally how people get into it. Yeah. Um, but you're saying, you, yeah, you want to get into broadcasting. Go to broadcasting school. It's like if you want to get into law, go to law school. Go to law school, yeah. Um, but that's, you know, we're, we're doing this, you know, um, podcast at the moment from sort of our future place no let's not get into it but mm-hmm. there's a lot of interns around and all of these interns have been brought in from broadcasting school sure you know and might i add fizzing at the bung to uh, absolutely take our jobs once we get too old all those oh, ki- all they, those kidney stones kick in again yeah they like they smile they're just, wa- they're, yeah. just they're, they're really good to you yeah and they you know they're really respectful and nice but underneath that mike yeah is, is simmering am- simmering ambition yeah that's right and they just can't wait for you to be knocked off your perch and totally. if they can help in any way to knock you off your perch then absolutely they will but that's a great idea if you're interested in broadcasting Go to broadcasting school, Patrick. Yeah, go to um, school, man. Or start a podcast, send it to us, and we'll give you some advice. How does that sound? Brilliant. Hey, but right now it's time for Relationship Chat with Jason Mike. I think she's cheating on me. It's Relationship Advice with Jace and Mike. This is a long one. And you want me to read it, mate? Potentially I should have shortened it up a bit. But um, why don't, I'm going to go with this... Um, I'm going to go with the second one we've got here. Gents, having spent over a year working from home, it's time for myself and fellow colleagues to return to office work. It's a small office full of women and one very, very needy male. I generally get along with most people, but these guys are something else. I would like your advice on how to tackle their lack of sicko sense of humours and how to drown out their attempts to outdrama each other with their very boring, non-dramatic and unhumorous lives. I'm told I wear my thoughts on my face and I'm worried since we may not be wearing masks that I could be even more insulting to them than before. Bigger problem being, I'm their boss and actually have to listen to a certain degree. I know your advice will be unlike any of the uh, usual um, so I would love to hear your thoughts. And that's from, uh, weirdly, Sergeant Mac Old Blighty. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, yeah, good question. I would like your advice on how to tackle their lack of sicko sense of humours and how to drown out their attempts to out-drama each other with their very boring, non-dramatic and unhumorous lives. Well, the workplace is a... Um, there's a festering cesspool, Mike, of uh, mishap if you if you place a foot wrong. Yep. You know, I'm immediately thinking HR issues. Yes. Uh, and you have to be very, very careful in terms of what you do and say in the workplace these days That's because right. you can't get away with anything. No. Not like in the old days where, you know, people made horrendous sexist comments and things like that. That's not going to happen today, so you do need to tread very carefully. Well, it can happen, but you just be pre- need to be prepared to lose your job. 
be sacrificed to the public on social media yes um, and never be able to work in your profession ever again yes and never be forgiven for anything that you've ever ever done yeah um, so you need to keep that in mind also the fact that you are the boss that's a toughie yeah really tough because I don't think we've ever had this situation before generally it's people moaning about their boss not a boss moaning about, about their employees. employees so we've got a situation here where it's your fault because you've employed them yep and now you want to complain about the fact that they're not very good company. Yeah. wonder if they're good at their jobs. Does that come into the equation at all? Well, you'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Um, obviously, if you're hiring people, you want them to do the job. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, I mean, he, he's all, almost made his, made his own bed, really, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, the fact that he's hired these people and now finds out that actually they're tedious and they bore the living shit out of him. Um, it's really his responsibility. It feels like he's sort of got to clean the slate and start again. You know, get right. some more people in. So if you're, you know, obviously, so he's in bankruptcy and just close well, this, close the place down and restart again. Well, let's just have another look at your advice earlier about not making sexual advances yes. to people in a workplace or not being inappropriate. You know, if you make your workplace such an uncomfortable cesspit, cesspool of sort of. Um, Foul language, inappropriate behaviour. You know, get to the point where hopefully they'll just quit. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I know you can't fire anybody. You no. Because, you, you know, everyone has to have, you know, sort of 12 months and 17 chances. Yes. So maybe if you just sort of start thinning the herd by, and I, you know, I wouldn't hit on the woman. Because no. you might end up on court on that one. But you, yeah, said, there's a, you so. said there's a guy there. Um, you see, I'm I, I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm envisaging more problems uh, with your particular. Well, <laughs> um, you know, making it such an uncomfortable workplace, horrendous language, yeah, um, horrendous suggestions, sure, um, you inappropriate know, can, dress, inappropriate dress. Um, you know, I can see that swinging quite wildly the other way as well. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, we're just trying to help them out, aren't yeah, we? So that's it's true. just ideas here. It's ideas. So. Um, you know that's that, it's a it's an option anyway. Personally, I think he's rooted. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think you're stuffed, old blighty. Uh, personally, I think that you've made your own nest and now you're going to have to lie in it. Oh, do you lie in a nest? I. Y- oh, yes. you make your own bed. And, oh, you make yeah, your own yeah, bed. Yeah. Um. I think um, there's got to be a way out of it. I mean, he's he's getting well, in he, touch with us for well, um, some advice. We can't just say he's buggered, can we? Well, well, either that or he quits. Yeah, that'd take them by surprise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, listen, I think you guys are tremendous, but uh, I've got other things I want to achieve in my life, and I'm going to be moving on. What about if he just walked away? Yes. He doesn't say anything. He just stops turning up. To work completely? Yeah. Well, there was that guy over in uh, Italy, wasn't there, who worked in the hospital and didn't show up to work for... Really? Like 29 years. <laughs> Serious? No, seriously. Didn't touch, show up for work for 29 years got paid every week, oh. and no one noticed that he was missing. No one noticed, and he got paid for 29 years of not turning up to work. That's pretty good. Yeah. I uh, just said, yeah, I mean, well, that's, I mean, it's an option. If they're good workers because they're not very interesting, they probably will just get on and get the job done, and you just continue taking drawings out of the business account. Mm. Alternatively, if everybody else is boring, it's possible that you're the problem. Yeah. You might be... You might be a dullard. Um, very boring, non-dramatic, and unhumorous lives. 
Um, I mean, you might be like a sort of a. I'm getting a vibe like you might be a David Brent sort of character. Yeah, I'm getting that. Vibe. You know, from the the UK office where you're wandering in, you think you're funny, you think you're cool, you got all these jokes and everything, and and actually, you're a dickhead. Yeah, you're a piece of shit, and um, everyone hates you. Yeah, yeah. So maybe um, you need to work on yourself a bit. I don't know. What you know? What you could do is um, do one of those uh, suggestion boxes. Sure. Get those How out can there. we make this a better working yeah, environment yeah, yeah. for you? And if everybody says you stay home, then you know that you're the problem. Yeah, and and it's interesting, uh, and it's it's good advice for life. In fact, mm. um, you're a long way up the beanstalk if you're going to try and change other people. What yeah. needs to change, Mike, is yourself. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, because you can't change how other people are, but you can change how you are and how you react to it. That's true. That is um, exactly true. But it must but be hard. But he sounds like the sort of guy that wouldn't be asked doing that, to be honest. Nah. he just go, oh, nah, fuck him. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, flick off an email to um, to Jason Mike and uh, we'll see if he if they can solve my problems. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. If it, it feels like it's your fault, your problem. Um, and as you say, Jason, the, the issue lies with you. So um, I'd, take, I'd take some time away, man, and just um, look inward. Yeah. Look inward. Yeah. But don't become one of those really self-absorbed wankers that, you know, is always talking about himself, though. You no. don't want that as well. No, no, you end up like one of your employees. Yeah, exactly, and you'll, you'll, you'll bore the shit out of yourself. Yeah. Um, so, But, no, that, that's what I'd do. Um, there's, there's nothing much. I, I think the suggestion box is a great idea. Mm. Um, just see, get the vibe. Yeah. Get the vibe. Um, and, and look to change yourself before you start trying to change others in your office. Yeah. Or quit. Yeah. Or go bankrupt. Yeah. And just shut the whole thing down. But uh, thanks, uh, Sergeant Mack from Old Blighty. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Another hugely uh, popular part of the podcast, Mike, is Pet Chat with Jason Mike. Is that dog doing a shit on my lawn? Pet Advice with Jason Mike. G'day, guys. Love the pond. Coming in with some pet chat here. I'm 21 and living with my parents and they recently just got a new puppy and it's turned into an absolute nightmare. It's a Scottish Highland Terrier and it's a real yappy piece of shit. All it does is chew my dog, named Guinness, Guinness's face and complain. Quite frankly, I'm over it. Do I take it out to the back paddock, as Jace would say, or do I just accept it as a member of our family? Mm. I don't know who that's from or where that's from, but no. great question, mate. It's over the Insta. I can't remember old mate's name. Um, yeah, great question. 21, living with your parents. They recently got a new puppy. Well, you're living in their house. For a start. <clears throat> At 21. Weirdly, you've got your own dog in this house, but it's not a family dog. It's your dog. Yeah. Um, I doubt that you're paying rent. You know? Do you think? Yeah, I can't you see You get it. that feeling yeah, from get, it? Yeah, I, yeah. I get that kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, it's a tricky one, isn't it, with your kids um, 
and the old rent and stuff. Sure. How are you going with it? Very poorly. <laughs> um, but it's that, it, you You're know. Not paying but, rent and stealing all your lighters. Yeah, well, it's stealing all my bloody lighters. Seriously, man, every time I get up in the morning, it's like, where's my bloody lighter? Yeah. That bloody. Um, but, you know, I, I have some sympathy for young people these days. The rents out there, mate, are outrageous. Sure. Outrageous. So I get it. So, I, you know, with my daughter, it's like, you can stay for free, save up some money. And then um, get out. And then get out. Yeah. Yeah. Except she doesn't save up money and ends up spending more of mine. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Even though she's working full time. Sure. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a really, really tough one. Um, and there's nothing worse. And those terriers can be bloody yappy too. They Because we talked about this in previous pet chats. It's those little dogs that are yappy, annoying little shits. All talk. Yeah. Aren't they? All talk with Highland Terriers. Um, yeah, I mean, that can be really annoying. And it's possible possible here that your parents have got it just to annoy you yes. in the hope that you'll actually move out. Yeah, that's quite a possibility, I would suggest. Uh, and at the end of the day, I mean, if, if the only rent that you've got to pay is that um, your dog gets its face chewed off, ah, you know, you live with that. Yeah. You know, the yapping is annoying. Well, I wonder about that. I mean, that's how dogs play. They chew, chew each, each other's other, faces you know, off. Yeah, chew each other's faces off. Yeah. And uh, your dog, I don't. you don't mention the age of your dog, but Guinness... Uh, probably quite an old dog. Yeah. Probably being renewed and reinvigorated by this new addition. Yeah. Uh, the, this young, this young terrier pup. Yeah. I mean, this is the other thing as well. This this new new addition to the family. It's a puppy. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be a puppy forever. No. Um. So it's probably going to come good at some point. You would think, but also I would think that by the time it comes good, you will have moved out because you shouldn't be living at home with your parents. No. I don't think. I mean, you're, I'm surprised that this is a request for advice about pet chat when really it should be like, why am I living at home with my parents? But also having said that, you know, I'm thinking to myself, if he's got this big dog, Guinness, mm. uh, very hard to find a flat with a dog. You know but what I mean? That a, lot, a lot of people say, no dogs. Well. No dogs. Well, what I would say is, you know, take it out the back paddock. In that case, yeah. Take his own dog out the back paddock. Yeah, yeah. Not not the parent's dog because it's, it's – look – it's more your puppy, the puppy's house than it is your house. Yes. Because you're no longer a puppy. You're 21. You should be gone. And at least the puppy's contributing something. That's In right. the sense of Thank bringing you. them probably joy and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. making them happy, going for walks, you know. That's Keeping right. them alive, keeping them young. Whereas you're just sitting there with your massive beast, not paying any rent and moaning like a... Having a bludge. I mean, to them, you probably sound like you're yappy. Yes, I've got oh, a, I'm sure he's yappy. I've got a yappy 21-year-old piece of shit. It could have easily been the other way around, And he sits it? around doing jack shit. How and, do I get rid of him? And his dog leaves hair oh. all over the place. That's right. You know what I mean? Just big tufts of hair all over the cushions and the bloody duvet. Exactly right. So I could equally see um, your parents sending us an email. They're probably my age. They're probably our age, Jase. I'd say so. Thinking, how do I get rid of this Late piece 30s. of shit kid? Yeah. Um, who just sits around the house moaning about our dog. It's probably um, smoking gunja. Oh, he's stoned as. You know, probably going in and drinking all your beer. Uh, yeah, well, pro- he's pro- named his dog Guinness. And probably walking around the house saying, why is there never any food here? Because yeah, you eat it all, you, you piece, piece of, of shit. shit. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, once again, it feels like it's a case of holding up a mirror and taking a, mirror and taking a long, hard look at yourself. And, um, you know, getting out of the joint. Do, do yourself a favour, do your parents a favour, do your dog a favour and that puppy a favour and just move on, man. Yeah, I think so. I because think that's great advice. You know, if it's getting um, getting a bit tense around the house, then um, 
and you can't handle the living situation that your parents are providing to you free of charge, then you need to just move, move on. on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think there's big things around the corner for you, man. I can really feel that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And you don't know until you try, Mike. No. Nah. You've got to fly you've got to get fly out of that nest, mate. Yeah, man. And make your own way in the world. Yeah, totally. And, and that conversely will make you feel better about yourself. You'll totally. feel better about your life. You won't feel like a useless piece of shit anymore. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. You won't feel like a bludger. An absolute you know? loser. And, and, and look, look, you can still go around and um visit them. Yeah. And have a meal or something like that. Maybe take a few snacks from the pantry. Yeah. Um, but they won't mind that because they'll be happy that you're not in the house anymore. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, I think um, I think there's some real growth to be done here as well. And It sounds like your dog is actually happy where it is too. Like Guinness sounds like it's having a um, – Guinness is having a great time hanging out with this puppy. Yeah, this young little – and it sort of feels like you're the third wheel in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. So I reckon – I think everyone wants you to leave, man. And, uh, you know, sometimes you've just got to read the signs around you and just move on. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe the fact that they bought a puppy was really a sign from them. Yeah. That, like, hey, hey, mate, yeah. full house. Yeah. Uh, you need to move on with I your- don't think it's quite a situation where you need to take yourself out to the back paddock. No. I just think you need to, you know, move out into the big wide world and sort of um, beat your own path. As it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great um, and you know your dogs, still, you know Guinness will still be, I guess, relatively happy to see you when you pop over for a visit. Yeah, I mean, it'll, obviously it'll forget you eventually. Yes, pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, then it'll get arthritis and all that, and so you yeah, have to deal with all that shit. Yeah, that's right. And your um, parents can pay the vet bill, so that's a plus for you. So mm. yeah, man, congratulations, man. You're moving out. So just you know, after you've listened to this, just go and have a chat to your parents. Apologise to them, obviously, for being a um, sort of a. Uh, I don't know, a burden? Yeah. I mean, you feel like a burden. Yeah, massive. Yeah, huge burden to them. And, um, yeah, just thank them for everything they've done for you and just say, yeah, you're going to you're gonna get out there, man. and, and um, Take on the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Brilliant stuff. Well, that brings us to the end of our um, – well, is it, Mike? Is it our final ever po- – well, at this Look, stage it is. It is. Look, we're just going to see what happens. We, we, you know, we're, we're doing our, um, our radio show. That's going to be five days a week. Um, I think they even do that in podcast form. They're going to be doing that. They'll do yeah, the maybe. highlights. And uh, so we're going to see how it goes. Obviously, this is a different kettle of fish, yep. so to speak, Jace. Um, so we don't want to abandon it, um, but we also don't want to get sick to death of each other. Yeah, that's true, mate. That's true. Um, so we'll see how we go, and we'll let you know. But what we do want to do is uh, thank everyone that's taken the time to listen to the podcast. Make sure mm. you listen to the radio show. We'd love to have you come. You can call us. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a great thing For about radio. Time we can yeah, ever you hear can your voices. actually talk to us, <laughs> yeah. which is great. Also, don't forget about Talkback uh, at TVNZ On Demand that's out now. Um, get into it, people. Yeah, uh, man. And when you're with, um, and the same thing goes, you know, we've been trying to get you bastards to share this podcast around and yeah. get involved and yeah. try and support us. And, you know, you've been all right. But now we've got a TV show and we really want to do a second season. So what we need you to do is watch The Bastard, make it a favourite on TVNZ On Demand, and uh, get it out on social media. Start talking about it there with the hashtag TalkBack. And um, start promoting it for us, and hopefully we'll have a uh, another season for you. There's a you know, there's a couple of great sex scenes in that show. Jace. Oh boy! And um, you know, if you're going to want to see any more of that, then it's going to require a season two. So uh, my best work in that regard, oh boy, mate. My really best nice. work in that regard. Um, hey, thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We'll hear from you when you 
Well, when we hear from you. And in the meantime, take care out there. Great stuff. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.